Hey, it's Kathy. I just want to let you know that I'm doing a free five-day workshop. It's called the Abundance Activation Challenge, and it starts today. And it's not too late for you to join us. Today is the last day to join. Go to kathyheller.com slash five day to sign up. The pre-party has been happening and it's been such a blast. There's so many high vibe women in there who are ready to call in more abundance. I know that you will love that you showed up for this. I'll be live at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 noon Eastern every day this week, teaching you how to become a master manifester. You are just going to have the best time. If you want to join us, sign up at kathyheller.com slash five day. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I'm so happy you're here today because we are going to be talking about something that is so pervasive. I don't even think they should call imposter syndrome a syndrome because it is something that everybody deals with all the time. In fact, the other day I posted on my Instagram something my incredibly talented friend Emily McDowell posted, which says, we're so lucky that flowers don't hold themselves back because other flowers are already blooming. And if you stop and you think about that for a second, it's so true. Every day I hear people saying, why should I bother pursuing this thing I love when so many people are already doing it? Or there's already 15 people I can think of who are better at this thing than I am. When I started my podcast, I worried that it was going to be a futile effort since it didn't seem like my perspective was unique in any way. And I'm so glad I did because I met all of you and so many things have come from that. So we're going to dive into how do we really understand what imposter syndrome is and how do we not let it derail us and how can we overcome that? I'm so excited to dive into that. Also, just want to let you know, because you're going to say, Kath, how did you let me miss out on this? The class that I'm doing, this three-month accelerator course, the enrollment is ending tomorrow, which is June 14th at midnight. And I would love to work with you guys for three months. I would love to spend time with you and really connect and see if I can help you tease out what this idea really is and then show you a method step-by-step to start to monetize it. I want to see you having... 5k 10k 20k months from the thing that you love guess what it's all around me all the time i'm i'm hanging out with these people i'm interviewing these people it is a reality and i'd like to see you get into action and off the bench and into the field of play and actually making these moves to see what momentum is possible and we did run a scholarship contest and we announced the winners yesterday if you are feeling so frustrated because you would love to join this program but you need some kind of scholarship or you need some kind of help Um, DM me on Instagram because there might be something we can do. You can DM me at kathy.heller on Instagram. I do not want to see anybody turned away because of finances and um, we might have a little bit of wiggle room. So go ahead and reach out if you want to be in this program and you're just so frustrated because it was a little out of reach financially, but you want to be a part of it. Just reach out to me. Also, I'm turning 40 next week on June 19th. And I want to let you know that you guys have been the greatest gift. Like I look back and say, okay, I'm turning 40. Like what is the thing I'm like most proud of? And it's all of you. I feel like we have created the kindest group of humans on the internet, like connecting, supporting each other, cheering each other on, having this purposeful conversation week after week. And it just means the world to me. And some of you have been reaching out saying, I want to celebrate your birthday. Can I send you something or a happy early birthday? Or what do you really want for your birthday? 
today? And the answer is, if you want to get me a gift, go ahead and buy my book. If every one of you bought the book, even if just like a quarter of you went ahead and bought the book, overnight, we would be a New York Times bestseller, which is epic. But you will love this book. If you like this podcast, you will love this book. I basically spent two years thinking about what are the most important insights? What are the most important steps to take? What are the most important stories I have to tell you to help you move the needle forward and really start doing what it is that you came to this world to do? You've been assigned. Every single person was put here to do something only you can do. And this book is going to convince you of that if you have any doubt at all. And it's going to show you a path forward. So I would love for you to buy the book. If you buy the book before June 19th, which is my birthday, and you send me a screenshot, I will send you back a voice note, personal, just for you, thanking you for that. And you can send it to me in my DMs on Instagram at kathy.heller, or you can email it to us at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. I would love to connect with you and just say a personal thank you for buying the book as a birthday gift to me and also as a gift to yourself. You can also buy the gift for somebody else because I know that if you love this show and you want somebody else to hear this message, then buy them the book because they will get it. They will understand what it is that's been keeping you so hooked on this podcast and it might just change their life. So you can find the book on Amazon. You can find the book Barnes and Noble. You can find the book on Apple. You can get the Audible version, whatever you want. Go ahead and buy it before June 19th. And just to say an extra thank you, I'll be holding a special live Q&A Zoom video chat with those of you who pre-order the book between now and June 19th. So go ahead and grab it. And thank you so much in advance. All right. So without further ado, let's dive into today's topic. It's so huge. We have to address it because in order to be successful, it's not just about finding the right hack or the right formula. It's about how to feed yourself with the thoughts and beliefs that are going to break you through through the noise when those negative voices play in your head. So I want to talk about what imposter syndrome is, how it comes up in our life, and how I've been able to march forward and how you can start doing this for yourself. I think it's super helpful. It's a really vulnerable, really just like heart-to-heart conversation. So let's dive in. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to spend this time with you. I think it's such an important topic and it is something that so many people are wrestling with and it's unnecessary. And I want to talk about imposter syndrome and I want to talk about how we can overcome it. So let's talk about first, what is imposter syndrome? Let's just define what it is that we're talking about. What is imposter syndrome? And then we're going to talk about how we can overcome it. So imposter syndrome is that feeling that you're a fraud, that feeling that you're about to do something and are you the right person for the job? Are you good enough? Is someone going to find out that you're not really cut out to do this? It's a feeling that you don't have it all together. It's a feeling that it's not ready or perfect enough. And one thing that we're going to talk about, which is really going to help us overcome this, is a phenomenon called pluralistic ignorance. And what that is, psychologists have found out that what we do is we know ourselves intimately, we know our insecurities, we know our vulnerabilities. So pluralistic ignorance is something that happens. And the truth is we shouldn't even call imposter syndrome a syndrome because it's universal. And pluralistic ignorance is this phenomenon where since we know ourselves so well, we don't know other people to the same degree. And so we assume 
that other people are far more competent, that other people do not carry shame, that other people do not have any kind of issues. And therefore, the people that we see succeeding at the thing we want to do, we then discern that there's a huge gulf between where we are and where they are. And that the only reason they are qualified is because they are, in fact, so much more superior. How many of you have ever felt this way before? How many of you ever thought these thoughts that somebody else is just more qualified for the job? Somebody else has it together more than you do. How many of you have ever thought this? So this is the issue. This is inherently the issue that we do not see behind the scenes. We don't understand how hard a task is for somebody else. We don't see somebody else's vulnerabilities. We don't understand their insecurities. We don't see their fear. So we assume we are alone in all of the things that we are struggling with. And this is not correct. This is not true. Every single person, it is universal. It's part of the human condition. Every single person on this planet is wrestling with so many things that they are not letting you in on necessarily, but they are there. Einstein said he felt like he was a swindler. He felt as though people were giving him accolades and awards that he did not deserve. When Martha Beck was on my podcast, she told me that even though she has three Harvard degrees, she was sitting writing her book, her very first book, and she was sitting at a bookstore looking around at the rows and rows of thousands of books. And she said, Kathy, I thought, who am I to write a book? There are already thousands of other books. What could I possibly say that's going to offer anything to the world? Adam Grant was just on our show last week, and he said something so brilliant. He said, you don't have to say something new if you say something true. You don't have to say something new if you say something true. So what Martha Beck ultimately realized is that she has a voice and a perspective that is unique to who she is. And that's why she allowed herself to carry forward and write this book, even though she was scared, even though she felt like an imposter, even though she felt nothing she would say would be anything different or any way superior to anybody else. The first thing we need to do is recognize that every single person under the sun is feeling some semblance of fear and shame and doubt. Why do we assume that other people don't feel this way? Why do we assume that we are the only ones who are walking around with this crippling sense of self-doubt? The reason why is because we all put on a really good face and we only show people certain parts of who we are. And that is a huge problem. In fact, what would be so awesome is if every person who had a platform, every artist, every screenwriter, any person who has something to say to the world, if they would continue to dissect the human condition so that every time you encountered any other person, you were aware that other people, even people who are succeeding, are just like you. And that actually makes you feel so much more empowered because your vulnerabilities and your, your issues are not an impediment to you succeeding. 
Everyone is feeling those things all of the time. I promise you that. When I started my podcast, I wish I could show you the scene. The first time I did it, I realized that the microphone wasn't plugged in. So instead of it coming through the microphone like this, it was going through the speaker, which made it have a lot of like room noise. And I was like so frustrated. I had to record it again. Then I went downstairs because my kids were screaming and playing, were playing upstairs. So I went downstairs into this other little room and that other room you could hear the street from that room. So when I finished the recording, I could hear the street noise and I thought, oh, it's not good. And I was so frustrated because both recordings were not identical. I, of course, said different things and I didn't say one thing as well as I said it in the one recording, but then there was a second thing I said in the second recording that I liked even better. And I was so frustrated that I couldn't just like succinctly like do an entire episode. So I'd already done it twice. So now we're talking about almost two hours of recording, sweat dripping out of my, you know, dripping down my hairline, just feeling so frustrated. I wound up asking my husband to take the kids out of the house so I could go back upstairs. so I wouldn't hear the room noise. And I re-recorded that episode six more times. When I was done, it was like now three o'clock in the afternoon. I had started in the morning I was in tears. My throat was killing me because not only was I talking for hours, I was tense. So I was tense and talking, which is the worst thing for your throat. As a, someone who's been a singer my whole life, they'll tell you like talking is worse and harder on you than singing. And I was stressed out the whole time. And I remember texting Emma, my producer, and I said, I cannot do this. I don't like the way I sound. I'm exhausted. I don't know how I'm going to pull this off. I don't think I can do it. I lost my voice, but I didn't just lose my voice. My throat was on fire for three weeks. I couldn't utter a word. I couldn't say hello, nothing. My voice was gone. Have you ever had a situation where you're so afraid and you think so low about yourself and what you can actually pull off that you actually sabotage yourself? Has this ever happened to you? I could not speak. I felt like I had swallowed like a huge golf ball. It was like sitting on fire, like a fiery, like jagged edged golf ball in my throat for three weeks. Couldn't talk. And during those three weeks, I canceled what was supposed to be our launch. And I said, we're going to have to push it. I can't do this. And I remember talking to one of my best friends during that time at the very end, when I started to get my voice back, like three weeks later. And she said, do you have to do it perfectly? what do you actually love about it? Why did you want to do it? And I said, well, I just, I really want to help people feel better. And I want to give that empathy to artists. And I'd love to see more artists coming alive and doing things they love because it makes me happy. It's what I do normally. Like if I go to a restaurant and the server comes to the table, I'll wind up having, having a conversation with this person about what do you really want to do? This is what I've just always desired to do is pull out of people that magic that lives inside of them. And she said, so what if you could just do that? Like, what if it didn't have to be perfect and you could just do it? And I said, well, I don't know how long I can go doing that because it's so painful and difficult when you're not sure that something is perfect and you're putting it out there. It feels awful, right? Like you'd love to know, like you'd love to get an email from God that's like, this was a perfect episode. Love God. Like you'd love that like objective truth. Like before you just put something out in the world, we all overthink everything. And I said, well, let's see, you know, let's just see if I can do this. And I just decided from that point forward that I was going to follow through. Even if eight people heard me, even if it wasn't perfect, I was just going to show up. And thank God I did. Because the very first episode, Apple decided to feature the episode. All of a sudden, overnight, so many people found us and heard us. And 
the very next day, which is after the first episode, I got an email from this woman named Libby who said, I live in New York City. I work in book publishing. Your message is incredible. Your genuine sincerity is so rare and you should have a book deal. And I'm like, I have one podcast. Like, what am I going to, how am I going to write a book? And by the way, writing my book was a whole nother series of constantly feeling like a fraud. I would open the computer and shut the computer. I was just like, oh my God, I felt so much pressure. So I want to tell you the way, okay? Here's the way. You're going to make horrible things. You're going to make messy things. You're going to make things badly. And when you have the courage to show up and make something messy and do it again and do it again, it's going to become brilliant. And the other thing is, when I had Stephen Levinson on the podcast recently, Stephen Levinson is the writer of the Tony Award-winning show, Dear Evan Hansen, which is one of my favorite Broadway shows. And he said, Kathy, for five years when I was writing Dear Evan Hansen and I would tell people what this show was about, I thought they were just being nice and humoring me because they would look at me like, you're crazy. Like, oh, Stephen, what are you working on? I'm working on a Broadway show about a kid in high school who commits suicide and then another kid who lies about being his best friend. Oh, and it's a comedy. And people would look at him like, you're nuts, right? You're crazy. And he said, the very first draft was horrible. But he said, what you do is you're sort of like a detective. You write the first draft that's that's poor, or you write the first song and it's not brilliant, but you go back and you look at it and you're like, was there anything here that I liked? Was there one character? Was there one phrase? Was there one color? Whatever you're working on. And you start to pull that with you into the next thing and into the next thing and into the next thing. And he said something else, which is really brilliant, which is, it turns out you think it's bad. It's really not as bad as you think. And there's always a gem in there. There's always something beautiful. And that show went on to win the Tony, won like every Tony. And it was amazing. And the thing is, what that show is about is another thing that I wanted to talk to you about today. That show is about the number one thing that every human being wants most, which is to feel seen. And so the thing that I want you to understand and the place I want you to come from when you're about to do this thing that you've wanted to do your whole life, that you're afraid of, that you're thinking you're not perfect at, the thing that other people need from you is not to be an expert. The thing that other people need from you is not to be perfect. The thing that other people need from you is to be human. Because when you give yourself the permission to be who you are, flaws and all, you give other people the permission to be who they are. And the number one thing we all want is to feel seen, is to feel like it's okay, like it's enough, like what we are is okay. And so when we release the shame and we show up in the world and we live, by the way, in a time where there is such an empathy deficit and we always need to lead with empathy, but understand, they've done studies on this. What makes something go viral? What makes the article, what makes the blog, what makes the, the, the video, what makes it go viral? What is it? It's not that it's the most entertaining. It's not that it has the most famous people mentioned in it. What makes something go viral is how much of the viewer's feelings, how much of the viewer is represented in that blog, in that thing they're reading, in that thing they're watching. Do you understand me? So words from the heart speak to the heart. Sometimes it's not what you say. Like Adam Grant said, it doesn't have to be new if it's something that's true. It's how you say it. Don't, don't underestimate that. Have you ever had an experience, maybe you're even having it right now, where you've heard things said before, but somehow 
It just didn't click. And then one day someone says something to you and you're like, that's it. It's enough. It's how you say it. And so often it's the ego that gets in the way. It's this ego of like, who am I? What do I look like? How am I coming across? Because your soul is whole. It's complete. We are all flawed. That is part of what makes us even more brilliant and perfect. That is part of it. When I see somebody who doesn't give up, no matter what the, the, the thing they're, they're continuing to persevere at, whether it's sports, whether it's at trying to have a baby, whatever they're continuing to go forward on, it breaks my heart. It makes me want to cry because that is the hero's journey. We all are flawed. We all want to give up. We all second guess ourselves. But then when we see other people who keep going, even with our brokenness, it is so uplifting. And the truth is that's what makes us Perfect. It's the imperfections. That's what makes us relatable. Who do you want to hang out with? Who do you want to go on that trip with? Your friend who's always perfectly happy and always got it together? Or your friend who's like, ah, I'm just like you. I'm a hot mess. I'm anxious. My marriage isn't perfect. My life isn't perfect, but I'm doing this anyway. I'm doing this. I'm in this with you. Every time you ask yourself, am I ready? Am I an imposter? Remember that the greatest thing you can do for someone else is to hold space for them, not to cheer them up, not to give them the most perfect, dazzling, whatever you're making, piece of jewelry, pottery. It's can you create an experience of empathy? Can you show up and whatever it is that you're making, can it evoke in someone else that you are coming from the most sincere place inside of you? Because that moves mountains. A year ago, June, Chris Gillibo was kind enough to ask me to come speak at the World Domination Summit. The truth is, I said, thank you so much. And then about three weeks later, I said, would you mind? I got so much imposter syndrome. I said, oh my God, I'm not ready. And I wrote back to him and I was like, would you mind if we waited a year? Like we could wait till my book comes out until I'm ready. And he was like, no, Kathy, I want you to be there. I love your energy. I just want you to speak to these people. Just be yourself. And I was like, Oh my God, it's a thousand people. Brene Brown did the keynote a few years ago. Who am I to do this? Every person had spoken there and it was so intense for me. And we went to Portland and sure enough, I'm getting sick. I'm in my hotel room laying there like I have the flu, like I'm freezing, I'm shaking. I'm like, oh my God, this is perfect now, I'm sick. But really, I was terrified. Really, I was going over and over, over, over in my head. Who are you to do this? What are you gonna say? Who are you? What's your line? That's what I was saying so loudly to myself. And we had all these slides and I was actually even more nervous that I had these slides. So it was 11 o'clock the night before the big talk. And I reached out to Chris's team and I CC'd him. I was like, I don't want to bother you. I know it's such a big day. I know you've worked so hard on this. You do this once a year. This is your big event. I can't use my slides. I'm just going to go out there and I'm going to just talk like from the heart. And he said, I would be, he said, I would be nervous if anybody else decided to cancel on their slides the night before. He said, but with you, you're the only person I know you're going to be great and you should just do it. And I was like, all right. And so the next day I was like in bed. I felt like I had the flu, awful, terrible. I was giving myself such a hard time for no reason, except that I was so scared. And I was like, what was I thinking? Now I don't have slides. Now I'm going out there and Unlike my podcast where I can like stop and start, I can edit it if I want to. Here I was going out there. I knew there was going to be a big clock on the floor and I had to fill a certain amount of time. I'm like, what if I don't fill it? What am I going to say? Like I need help knowing what to say. So I show up that day. My heart's racing. I haven't eaten. I feel sick. It's awesome. It's terrible. 
And I, he said, well, we need to have something up on the stage. So can we just choose one slide that you had? And I said, yeah, just use the last slide, which says, the best gift is you. That's what it says. And I was standing in the wings and I was the last speaker of the day. And I had no idea what was going to come out of my mouth. And I walked out there and, oh my God, like, have you ever stood on a stage like Carnegie Hall? We're talking about three tiers, a thousand human beings. You can hear them, hearts beating. And they're looking at you like, what are you going to tell me? And I said, close your eyes. I just knew to say it. I don't know where it came from. And I said, ask yourself, what did you come here to hear? What did you need to hear? What permission do you need? And I said, open your eyes. I said, if anything I say to you feels true, it's because you know it already. You just need to be reminded. And that's why you came here today, because there's something that you need permission to do that you know you can do it. You need someone to remind you you can. And I looked up at the highest balcony and the middle one, the mezzanine and the floor. And I said, you and you and you and you and you, you have been assigned. You were put in this world to do something only you can deliver. You were put here for a reason. And I said, and no one ever was you and no one ever will be you. And we need you and you're enough exactly as you are with all your brokenness. It's enough. They loved it. It was a success. Meanwhile, I still look back and I'm like, oh my God, I would have changed this. I would have changed that. And every time I speak, I still get anxious. This year I interviewed Howard Schultz and I was hysterically crying about an hour before. I was like, why do I do this to myself? Who am I to do this? Who do I think I am? Katie Couric? Barbara Walters? Kathy, what are you doing? He's a billionaire. Stop it. And I was crying and I was like sitting there. I had just gone to Starbucks. I went to pick up a Starbucks and I was sitting in my car crying and like having this inner battle with myself. And then this part of me that has gotten through so much said, who are you to not do it? Who do you need to be to talk to another person? Let's go back to the ego for a second. It is all BS. When you say, I'm not this and they're this and I'm that's all ego. That's not your soul. Soul to soul, you are equal in the eyes of God. You are equal in this planet. You are equal as an entity. Every single one of us is unique, completely unique, which is if there's any hint from the universe that you are needed and that what you have to say matters, why on earth is everybody's DNA and everyone's fingerprint unique? There's no evolutionary need for that. We need it because we're absolutely different. And every person has a different way of saying something. Even if it's the same, it's not. So the real way to overcome imposter syndrome is to know that what people really need from you is you. And they don't care if you're an expert and they don't care if you're perfect. They don't care if you have it all together. They want you to show up and be yourself. And I'm telling you what, They've done studies, and the thing that lights up the strongest in the brain, you know what it is? It's not love, and it's not compassion. Do you know what lights up the strongest in the brain? Enthusiasm. When you see someone who's enthusiastic because they're so proud, they're so proud of themselves because they, they finished writing the song, or they're so excited because they love Bruce Springsteen, and they just came back from this concert, and they're all lit up like a little kid. You know why that lights up strongest in the brain? We all crave that. 
That's what we want. That's what you want the most is you want to be enthusiastic. When someone walks into a room and they're enthusiastic, that's called being vulnerable. That's called, I actually do want something. I actually do care. When you're like, I don't care. It's all right. That's called, I don't want to hurt. That's called, I've gotten my heart broken so many times and I don't want to be in pain. So it's okay. It's fine. And that's not what we want. What we want is to be enthusiastic. So the next time that you're about to do something, whether you're cooking, whether you're writing, whether you're going to make something, whether you're going to start a business and you are so excited about it and you say, I'm not ready. It's not good enough. Just remember that somebody on the other side is going to be better off in this world. If you show up with unbridled enthusiasm and empathy, even if it's not the perfect, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. If you have that eagerness and that excitement, everyone wants to be around that. That is like magnetic energy. And I want you to look for evidence of all of the good inside of you. And then the only way that you're actually going to overcome it is to do it. It's just like everything else. You know, it's the, it's the answer you don't want to hear. People say to you, oh my gosh, I'm terrified of flying. I'm terrified of public speaking. Do it. You got to do it because what happens is when you start doing anything, you don't have confidence, but the more you do it, you gain confidence. Not only do you gain confidence, but you gain clarity only through action. So when people sit there and think, I'm not going to do it until it's perfectly ready and I'm going to think about it. Don't. The only way you're going to gain insight is by getting in and doing it. That's why we have to look towards scientists and look at what they do every single day. And by the way, reframe the way you look at failing. When a scientist doesn't have the cure for cancer today and tomorrow, do they just walk out and say, the hell with this? No, they say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Now I know something else that doesn't work. Now there's something else I can improve on. There is no arrival. There's no top of the mountain where you put your stake in the ground. You go, I am here. I am done. I have arrived. No, it doesn't work. And you wouldn't want it to. Do you know what you want every day? You want to grow. You seek it. It's what makes us feel alive. It's what makes us feel excited. We want that challenge. And there isn't any version of anything that's done. And I want you to know in summing up, that when I look at people who are successful, whether they're you know, successful in business or in their marriage or as a parent, when people are successful, I think to myself, it's not that they're inherently the best at this. They are damn courageous because they've been able to tolerate being so uncomfortable and they keep going. And that's why I do this podcast. So a few things. Let's go over imposter syndrome. First of all, know that you think you're the only one who has doubts and insecurities and issues. But guess what? It's universal. Everybody has that. So you don't have to think that anymore. You should assume. You should assume that everybody's neurotic and everybody has shame and doubt and issues. And therefore, you don't need to assume that because you have some kind of whatever, that's an impediment to you ever being successful at this thing, right? That's number one. Number two, it's so important for you to find evidence of what you do great, what you do well. Because you're, if you ask yourself, where am I a failure? Your mind will give you a thousand reasons and be able to point to so much of that. I want you to keep track of all the things that you go, ah, that's not true. When your best friend, when people around you say like, oh, you're so good at that. You're so funny. 
You look so pretty. Oh, I love the way you, you know, you are with your kids, whatever it is, write it down and remember that we need to proactively keep ourselves this way. We're really all very clear about what our iPhone needs to keep its batteries charged, but we do not do that with ourselves. And so much of this is going to be this mental toughness. And so I want you to proactively know this, like your mind is designed to worry. It's designed to look for negativity. It was built to protect you from danger. And so it tends to do that. It tends to worry. It tends to look for ways where you might not be measuring up. So I want you to know that having that awareness helps a lot. The awareness helps so much. And then can you direct your thinking to something that you know is going to lift you up? So If something is doing it for you, whether it's my podcast or somebody else, or if there's a song or a playlist, or if it's going running, whatever it is that's going to get you back into that space where you're ready to rip it open, make it a must. Make it non-negotiable. And by the way, if you don't have 10 minutes a day for yourself, you don't have a life. So make the time. Feed yourself those thoughts that you know you need, and it will start to become like habitual, and then you'll start to look for evidence I am really excited about this. I am really good at this. And remember, remember, please, that being an expert is not impressive. The most impressive thing is you being you, enthusiastic, vulnerable, authentic, real. So thank you guys for showing up today. Hope this was helpful. And I can't wait to see you lighting up the world. Well, I hope you guys got a few good nuggets out of that. If you want to see the full video replay, there's a link in the show notes. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube. You can share it with a friend. But thank you guys for all the messages you've already sent. I really appreciate how when I open my heart and I share from such a vulnerable place, you are right there to support me. It means the world. And it's just an indication that we might think that the world is filled with people that we can't trust. But I have met all of you and you're living proof that the world is just full of such incredibly kind, big-hearted human beings who on the other side of you pushing through that fear are there to cheer you on and support you. So I love you so much and thank you for being there in my life. I hope that that really helped. All right, now let's put you guys in the spotlight. Let's share some of your wins. So Andy posted in our Facebook group and said, I'm a high school science teacher in Pensacola, Florida, who loves to entertain. In September, I started doing trivia at a bar at night because it sounded fun and they needed someone to run it and write the games. Since then, I have expanded to eight different locations. I'm developing a really good reputation among bars and breweries. I hired two hosts to help and I'm grossing about $3,000 a month, more than my actual teaching salary. I finally met with an accountant who is registering my business and handling all the paperwork. So I'm really going legit. I'm incredibly proud of what I've done and it's a blast doing it. I call it useless knowledge trivia and entertainment company. I am now looking to expand into something else. Brewery passports. It's basically free marketing for the breweries that I become close with. People would buy the passport, get it stamped at each location and explore all the breweries outside their normal spots. If they fill out their passports, they get a free etched pint glass. If this is successful, it's bye-bye teaching, hello, beer passport company and entertainment company owner. I couldn't have done any of this without the podcast and the messages I read every single day on this page. Thank you guys. You're all amazing and inspiring. Andy, this is so awesome. I love how you were able to open up to that opportunity and we just followed that feeling of what would be fun. It can be this easy. This is such a good example of how you can make money curating a community and holding space for people to have that awesome, enjoyable experience. I'm really excited because I can see the writing is on the wall and soon you are going to be officially doing this full time. I love this beer passport entertainment company. Keep going and keep us posted. Love it. Okay. The next one is an update from Betsy who generously shared her story on the episode, how to overcome your limiting beliefs. I had coached her. So here's what she said. 
Early in the spring, I was in the hot seat with Kathy on a coaching call that blew my mind with a vision she had for me to expand my Elder and Wiser podcast to include writing articles and creating social meetups. I'm here to tell you that I've been working hard to move that down the road. And here is my big win. I got published. If you are in a position to read my article and follow me on Elephant Journal, I would deeply appreciate it. This all feels so surreal, but I am officially a writer. Betsy, you continue to amaze me time and time again. And I'm so proud of you because I know how much you've worked and how much you've fought to keep your head above all of those negative thoughts. And you did it. And you so, so deserve this. You guys, her article is already shared over 400 times and it was just recently published. You can look here at what's possible when you allow yourself to explore and just get messy and try things on. And what I did with Betsy is an example of what I will be doing with people in this three-month course. I put people in the hot seat and she was telling me that she was feeling frustrated because she had started a podcast, which took a lot of initiative. And she's like, no one's really there. And I said, well, let's break this down a little bit. Your audience is people who are older, people who are in their 60s plus. Might they be somewhere else? Might they not be listening to podcasts as regularly? How else can you get this content to them? And so I gave her some ideas about really reaching out to places where they're already reading, where that audience already exists. And we talked about how to find her target customer, how to find the people that she's wanting to serve. And I said, what if you reached out to blogs that are already creating this audience for you and you can just give them some of this content that you've been working on that you already have? And maybe your audience is local and you can do in-person meetups. And so she started and she is off to the races. If you want to go read her article, it's in Elephant Journal. The piece is called Finding Peace in Dark darkness, moving through the fear of aging. This is amazing, honestly. And this is what I'm here to do with all of you. I'm here to help you troubleshoot and give you some incredible ideas so that you can start to really show up and be present for the crowd you want to serve. It just takes a little initiative. And I want to show you some ways to hack this and to make it actually happen. It's easier than you think. And if you're in this program with me this summer, you're going to get a step-by-step guide. Not only that, but you will get a chance to be in the hot seat and we will go through what it is that you're working on and you'll walk away with so many ideas, you won't be able to contain yourself. If you have a win you want to share, you can go ahead and post it on our Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group, or you can DM me on Instagram anytime at kathy.heller. I'm always there to just respond, to give you support, feedback, cheer you on. It would mean the world to me to make sure you subscribe to this podcast. And if you like this episode or any other episode, please go ahead right now and share it with a friend. Share it with two friends because the more people in this world who are living a purposeful life, the more beautiful, colorful place it's going to be for everyone. That is the mission I'm on. Please don't forget, my birthday is the 19th. And if you want me to send you a personalized voice message to say thank you, plus you want to be part of this two-hour Zoom video chat where you can ask me any questions at all, then go ahead and pre-order the book and then send me a screenshot. You can send it to hello at don'tkeepyourdejo.com or you can send it to me on my Instagram at kathy.heller and I will respond with a personalized text just to say thank you so much. Thank you for wishing me a happy birthday. Thank you for buying the book. Also, the doors to the Accelerator program are closing tomorrow, June 14th at midnight. If you want to join, you can go to kathyscourse.com to enroll. If you have any hesitations at all and you have any questions, you can reach out to me on Instagram. If you're feeling so frustrated because you want to pull the trigger and you're so sad that you didn't win the scholarship and you need a little bit of help, there might be something we can do for a few of you. So send me a message and let's see if there's any that we can work out. Hope you guys have an awesome weekend. I will talk to you on Monday and I cannot wait to begin this accelerator program. Our first session is going to be starting next Tuesday, the day before my birthday. Cannot wait to dive in to get to know you guys better and to see more of you having this momentum and seeing these dreams become realities. You deserve it. 
I hope that you took this episode to heart. And I hope you now realize that you're not alone. We're all dealing with this stuff. And it's about that mental toughness and taking action. Because the more we do that, the more all of that noise goes away and the proof is in the pudding and we start to see the results that we're not crazy and these gifts are put inside of us for a reason. And guess what? They're going to soar as soon as we just start to walk forward, especially if you have a coach giving you that direction. I love you guys. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Monday. If dreams are made of paper, let's make paper mache. We'll build a world together with our hands. Hope is made of helium, we'll be like balloons and float away, wouldn't that be grand? Nothing lasts forever, so we're all a little scared, but we're not giving up that easy, no we wouldn't dare. Tonight, cause we still got a million plans for the daylight.